lots of blood and gore Five, six, Freddy's goofy tricks Seven, eight, another deadly thing Nine, ten, never podcast again Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Yes. My name is Micah McCaw. My name is Jordan McCaw. And we are discussing a rather serious matter. Two hellion creatures have come to our realm to get us. A one Frederick Krueger and another Jason Voorhees. 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 Whoops. And they need to be stopped. And how are they going to be stopped? I guess we're going to talk about it. Yep. And so we thought we needed to bring in the experts. We had to we had to go, you know what? Screw it. We we can't do this anymore on our own. We got to have <laughs> the boys in blue, but not cops. <laughs> <laughs> They're not cops. I'm just it's improvising a, here. I don't know. It's a it's a, I mean it's our logo is blue, so hey. Yeah, true. There we true. go. Yes, the boys in blue. Not not 89, not 91. Well, kind of 89, because it's 90 under 90. We got Dan and Jeremy Eden here today with us. Dan's hey. waving for the people listening. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the energy we're getting straight off. So you know this is going to be a good episode. Well, this is coming full circle because we were on 90 under 90 for Jason Goes to Hell. Yes. Which has a little Freddy Easter egg at the end. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, which does... I forgot. I mean, lead itself like the movie does allow that to lead it it itself right into uh, this movie. You know, so yeah, yeah, I appreciate to give that. it to give it some credit at the top. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we we've talked about a lot of Nightmare on Elm Street movies. We we talked about last week. We talked about an, the uh, Wes Craven's new Nightmare, which happened to be not only my favorite nightmare movie but hopped right in my like top five horror movies just <laughs> loved every second of it and and the come down from that <laughs> to Freddy versus Jason was it was like a splash of cold water hard, on my face in the morning it's a hard, hard reality crash, of cold water from <laughs> crystal lake oh thank you <laughs> But yes, we guested on Jason Goes to Hell a few months ago. So if you want like the part one of this episode, you got to go listen to 90 Under 90. And then now we're on part two. And we recorded that a little bit ago at this point. And this is now the the second movie Mike and I have seen that has Jason in it. Which means when we saw Jason Goes to Hell, we did not complete that journey. (laughs) They had no no context. (laughs) No. No. I have the context from the the questions that the killer asks at the beginning of Scream. <laughs> so I know right. in the first movie it's not the it's not Jason, it's his mom. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the extent. Um <laughs> but can you guys tell us your experience with with this movie? Cuz you're a little bit older so you would have oh, yeah. tracked this more clearly, we I'm were, sure. We were there. We were there opening weekend. Oh, that's right. In the theater. <laughs> Dan was uh uh I believe not yet old enough to to That's be, right. Dan was just under 17 or something like that. I don't know Let's see that... this was 2003, right? Yeah. I was yeah. Uh, 15. Yeah, so you were not yet allowed to be in the theater without a, a proper wow. guardian. Uh I remember buying the tickets, giving it to him. We got into it. 
there were lots, not lots, but there were a couple times throughout the movie, ushers walking up and down, <laughs> checking to make sure. And I did see a couple people get kicked out of the theater. Whoa. So like, you know, because they were just like, no, sorry, you're not old enough to be in here. And that's clearly... never happened to me. I've never like, seen I've never ushers experienced in that movie. in a movie. It, it was weird because it was probably the only time I've ever experienced that, to be honest with you. you wanna... But then we were never really, I never really was a horror guy so i wouldn't yeah. like this is one of the only few that i've ever really seen in the theater yeah didn't um, like our uncle like come with us just to make sure we got in okay and then like he left through the front exit of the yes. theater like <laughs> as soon as the movie started now that you say that yes he did bail I, f I forgot all about that because yeah they wouldn't have let you in you wouldn't have been well. you would not have passed for older than 15 at the time and you're not my parent or guardian or no. i don't even know if it matters but like this was like this was an essential viewing at the time you know like this was a huge crossover this is before the avengers like this was well this yeah was it for us you know uh, this was this was the one that was you know aside from batman versus superman which oddly enough i was uh on for your show mm -hmm. oh yeah um, that's right this was the other showdown that was talked about in like amongst friends in school you yeah. know it was batman versus superman who would win freddy versus jason who would win mm -hmm. definitely uh, I just remembered this just going <laughs> back so to the weird. rated R thing. <laughs> yeah. Micah has a funny story where he saw a rated R movie with his sister and he felt so, and he was not old enough. Yeah. And it was stepbrothers. He felt so guilty that he told his parents. I did. <laughs> and, and she you had know like, <laughs> sweet, 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 Micah. innocent, <laughs> Micah. You know what it was? Sweet, I remember showing his true colors again, <laughs> his true pastel colors again. My, I just remember going to see that, and and I was laughing like the whole movie. I was just like, this is so funny. But when the ball sack came out, I was like. <gasps> <laughs> I, I got fired from Blockbuster the day I saw Step Brothers. So I was like, this will cheer me up. And um, <laughs> I went with my ex's sister. It was a weird day. And uh, <laughs> it didn't ruin the movie for me, though. I loved it in the theater. And in Freddy v. Jason, I call it Freddy v. Jason, you know. Yeah, uh, Batman v. Superman. Yeah. Dawn yeah, of Darkness. Yeah. <laughs> this kicked off the dark universe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, earnest. in a way, in a way, I mean, let's just let's just be facetious here. Does <laughs> does Kevin Feige sit down in 2003? He's working on the X-Men movies producing and stuff, but in a lower status. And he's like, if they could do it, we have a built in universe. Can we do it? Is that I possible? Think, that goes through his mind. I think if mm. anything, he's sitting there. He's he's lifting his cap a little yeah, bit, yeah, his yeah. baseball scratching his forehead, and he's going, "I know how to do that better." Yeah, that's probably <laughs> he just yeah. instinctively yeah. knew. True. I know how to do this better. Yeah, that happened. So, what did uh, you guys yeah. feel when you saw this movie on the first time? Joy, exhilaration. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, it was. It was a. Uh, uh, it was like. I don't want to overemphasize it but like there was an element of this is an event this it, it yeah. felt yeah. like that especially because you know for me in particular because i was 17 so i was like i was like this is like the first like one of the first few r-rated movies i can get into by myself and like 
it's worth it for it to be an R-rated movie to get into, you know? Like, yeah. it just... Yeah. And it was the crossover that it was just like, oh, God, like, you know, we've all been talking about this. This movie is there's no way this movie could fail. Mm-hmm. Well, and it certainly didn't fail at the box office. No, it because did all right. this thing was a huge hit. Um, Yeah, it's. Yeah. Oh, man. It's t- I mean, what do, what do you think about it now? Now it's I. I still watch it and I go, you know what? Like I, I, I still have kind of the fond memories of, of being there and of, of how important it was at the time. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, again, not to overemphasize. I don't want to <laughs> use. I use the word important very lightly <laughs> in this sentence. Um. So like, but yeah, like there's now I'm just like at a certain point it doesn't even feel like a horror movie anymore. It just feels like an action movie. Like the whole yeah. third act does not feel like. Yeah a horror Mm. movie it's just it's two dudes punching each other it's you know it's the (laughs) ending of any marvel movie now basically so it's it it did feel like uh this isn't fully what i want but there's elements of like i was watching some of the dream sequences and i was like no this still like this still feels kind of like a nightmare you know it feels better than some nightmare movies you know in certain ways yeah um and i've never really been a particular jason fan did you think this was worse than whatever that one was? This one is far and away my least favorite. Wait, but what was that other <laughs> no, one? Freddy's dead? Freddy's dead. That movie sucked. Yeah, it it did. And I, I won't deny that. that. But, but like isolating the nightmare, like the presentation of a nightmare of a dream in the movie, I think this movie executes it better than some of the previous nightmare movies. Like certain elements of just being in a dream. You sure. know, like, okay. like yeah. the you know, as as CGI crap as it looks, like like the footprints that were like disappearing yeah. in the hallway. I was like, oh, this is kind of like a, a cool moment there. Like, I don't know. There's yeah. just like stuff like that that sticks out to me that felt like, oh, this is this still works for me. Mm-hmm. But I do recognize that there's like there's still a lot of nostalgia play in, in yeah. this for me. Like there that's the only thing that's getting this a passing grade for me now is is nostalgia. Sure. And again, guys, I didn't give a uh, crap about I don't give a shit about Jason. Like, <laughs> I, you know, Freddie was my guy. Like, he has become yeah. your guy. I've, I've yeah. been listening. Someday oh, yeah. you guys. Freddie's great. You're going to dip your toes in the Bond pool, right? The James Bond pool? Well. Have you done that? Any, well, have we, you done any episodes? We've talked that? about it. We've talked about mm-hmm. it. And, and because of my obsession with, with certain things about this podcast, I feel as though we couldn't do James Bond unless we start with Dr. No and go mm-hmm. all the way through James Bond. Yep. And so but I it, think you got to do that's it by like, actors, like break it up. Yeah, but I've always imagined that we could maybe have a secondary podcast on Patreon at some point when we have more patrons where Jordan is not burdened with having to watch all of the James Bond and movies. And that sounds pretty sweet too. <laughs> so like, like your Pixar, I, but like, like once you get through that, you're like, all right, let's move on to Bond. Jordan, you can take a break. Yeah. Not that yeah. I like don't want to watch them or anything. I, I think no, I would have I fun, but. Uh, I just don't want to yeah. force you to do this uh, weird obsession when you have said many times, like, let's just do the Daniel Craig ones. And I'm like, ah, but can we understand well, Bond without the other will, five or six guys? I will guys? put this on the record. I, I, if there was a way we could do it where we could break it up, I would do it. Okay. You hear be, that, I, fans? I mean, just lo- logistically, when you think about it, you're looking at like half a year if you do yeah, it like straight through. So you kind of like would want to break it up, I would think. Yeah. 
Otherwise, Please. your show becomes a James Bond podcast for right. an extended period of time. I would lose my mind. But you brought that um, up for a reason. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, as a Bond fan, I love them all. And some of them are crazy. And this, for me, Freddy versus Jason, same as the nightmares. Like, I can take the serious ones. I can take, and this one, this. This is like dying. This is die another day. You know, that's all it is in the nightmare sure. series. I, I love them all. I can love this movie. I can love new okay. nightmare. Uh, yeah. So I, I still enjoy this one quite a bit. I think it's entertaining. I think it's got some problems, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's got uh, Jay, but not silent Bob, which is like, it's a real problem here in this movie. If yeah. gonna... <laughs> that's like where's silent got... Bob. You got this Jack Black knockoff type of guy. Yeah. At the, yeah. At that, yeah. yeah. So it's like you're using you're using these elements of what I imagine are parts of the 16 other scripts that existed yeah. in this movie. True. But... This movie's well, really dumb and and fun. And and it was a hit. So why didn't they make a sequel? Do you, do we know why? Well, I know that they attempted to they, they were playing around with the idea of doing Freddy versus Jason versus Ash which would be the Evil Dead crossover where Ash then kills them both or something Whoa. to that effect, which actually I feel like that could work uh, like actually and be a good movie potentially because of the wackiness. Uh, but it just never, it just never came to fruition as it seems, you know, this project, which we'll talk about is, is just like, I mean, they started talking about this in 1987 and it mm -hmm. comes out in 2003, three, three, so it's like, uh, you know, I, I think it was a funny rights how thing. Today, yeah, it had to be because, or just they didn't have the mentality that today, because today it's, they greenlight two sequels before the first one even comes out. So yeah. It right. just seems like a no brainer here, you know, but. Well, uh, that, yeah. And that's what's confusing me on Nightmare on Elm Street is, you know, Wes Craven has died. There's a new Scream movie that's a hit. And we're still sitting here, and it's been 12 years since they have made a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. And that seems mm. so strange to me, because because of the pure imagination, as long as you have new creators that have fresh ideas, you could make you could make 20 more, and, and probably, like, 14 of them would be really good. Mm-hmm. I think what they need, they, the part of the problem is Robert England is still alive, and, like, you can't you know, it's it's almost like the uh, the Indiana Jones thing. Like, yeah. you just well, can't you can't let you just can't see anybody else doing that role while the other guy's at least alive still, you know, like, yeah, I mean, you could do a young version. That'd be one thing. Like, if you want to do like a, a pretty prequel, I don't know why, but like they could have done that and it wouldn't have interfered. But it's hard to see somebody else do it. We they we did see it and we all were like no thank you I don't like what you're doing with that um so but I I do think it's possible and I think that I agree that it should happen I think that a new actor a younger actor needs to take on the role do like literally just do it as a legacy you know like the way that like you know voice actors pass down roles like I I'm getting too old for this somebody else needs to do it. You're caked in makeup anyway, yeah. so it really yeah. doesn't matter as long as somebody is kind of getting as close as they can, and then they can add their own flavor to it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I feel like we're being deprived of of, of some good Freddy. 12 years is too long. 
And if they're if they're greenlighting a Crystal Lake prequel series, they are. They they did. They just did. And I'm not saying that's bad. I mean, I think Friday the Thirteenth is also a property that you're. They should just make like forty all the time because, <laughs> like, that's just how it goes. I mean, he's been to space. Just keep making the movies. Who cares? Uh, Agreed. Yeah. So so make a prequel series, great. But where's the Freddy prequel series? Where's the it's driving me nuts. I want more. Even though we've watched eight of these, I want more. I think they're still handling it delicately because I, while we were talking, I just Googled why, why hasn't there been a new nightmare? And the only, the first answer that comes up is, is since Wes Craven's passing in 2015, it would be the first nightmare movie since he died. I think people are like, Ooh, <laughs> like how are we going to approach? But scream, but, I guess, is they're like fair game, bros. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't like make, said. it doesn't make sense because they were not precious about it being Wes Craven's th- baby before. So like, why, yeah, right. you know, like why yeah. now are we suddenly like, who knows, you know, cause, and it would be one thing if it was just like, he did nightmare on Elm street and then like all the sequels and then came back for new nightmare. And that was it. But no, we that got Freddy so versus different. Jason. Yeah. So it's like, no, the character still did another mediocre as some would say, you know, take in a uh, chapter in the uh, character's legacy, but like, why not let, I don't know why not. I I'm I'm in agreement with you. Why not just let it keep happening? Yeah. Did, I, did you or guys even know... like a, make a cartoon one or something? Like I don't know. Ooh, cartoon Freddy. I mean, the stop motion in the Never Sleep Again movie is awesome. Make a stop motion oh, yeah. Freddy Krueger movie. Let's go. Okay. Okay. Give Robert right England the voice. Whatever. It's it's yeah. It's like you could put so much. Like the problem I think now would be that a lot of the movies would probably lose their charm because they would be done with CG. Everything yeah. was practical, yeah. you know, with all of these movies up up to and including most of this one, you know. Yeah. Right. So like that's that's a big part of it too is if you can find a way to force people to make it you know like true and uh practical like the way that they treated uh Force Awakens where they were like no, we're going to we're we're, we're not going to rely on the CG anymore. Yeah. Like if they're just like, no, we're going to do as many practical nightmare sequences as possible and get the most creative minds in there. Hell yeah, absolutely. Keep it going. Do us do it. Do an anthology series, you know, like, why not? Just keep it going. I'd love that. Yeah. Um, but we're not here to talk about the future. Are I we? think Dan had something. to say. Oh, Dan. Are oh, you yeah, holding yeah, yeah. on to something? Oh, I got something in the back pocket. Uh, did you guys <laughs> know? Did you guys know Freddie's middle name is Charles? <laughs> no, I did not. No, no. Frederick Charles Kruger. <laughs> that works. Did you guys know Jason's middle name was Alexander? Jason okay. Alexander? Voorhees. Like Seinfeld? Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Alexander. <laughs> Which is, it's not even yeah. his real name. Oh, is it's it not? I didn't, and, know, and that's, I didn't know that. A lot no, of people he's... don't know that Jason Voorhees is a stage name also <laughs> yeah. for the character. So there's Yeah, that. his name yeah. is Jerry Seinfeld Voorhees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he had it changed because of the yeah. famous I comedian. Can't. I can't. <laughs> so here here's a question I want to throw to the room. Uh before we really get started here. I have only seen two movies that have Jason Voorhees. So I have a very warped perception of Jason. But my question is this. Is Jason lame? 
Many, I think most would argue no. It really comes like when it comes to slashers, like the big one on one is Michael Myers versus Jason, and Jason's body count, I believe, is like much higher than all the others. So, I think people, you know, when it comes to horror hounds, they love the the body, the people who could produce the most bodies, you know. So, uh, I think Jason has to get some kind of award for that, right? Yeah, I'm let's see. I don't know what they're doing because like it's uh, Halloween was not a property that I ever followed. So I don't know what, especially what they're doing with these new movies, but like, I think one of the reasons why you can say that Jason is lame maybe is the fact that his motivation feels like the flimsiest at a certain okay. point Yeah, where you're just like, why are you just killing everybody? You know, like, yeah, yeah. I, I I Freddie is just like inherently interesting because he's like, a dream demon you know like he's haunting people's dreams and that's just an interesting concept by itself michael myers i've never found him to be that interesting because i I always found michael myers to be very boring but i'm now like but like that's also coming from a guy who has not watched halloween as an adult who can appreciate it now so like my only memory is as a teenager and i was like these are boring movies i don't care i don't i'm not interested in this character Hmm. um but that's that's why I think Jason won over uh, Michael Myers for me is also a hockey mask is just interesting than that white generic mask, in my opinion. It's just um, more I'm iconic. I'm like the exact opposite with the the Michael Myers. I, I'm, I'm with I'm with Mike on this. I, I probably uh, will be that way when Dan like when we like that's Halloween is on your. Yeah, we're watching the original Halloween probably next October for our ninety oh, over ninety on Patreon. Uh, so yeah, when I when I am forced yeah. to watch that again, like uh, as an adult, I will probably appreciate it way more. Yeah, I mean the first is great. I mean mm-hmm. no no question there. Kill count. Uh, Jason Voorhees <laughs> has between one hundred fifty seven and one hundred seventy. Michael Myers has like ninety two. So that's like oh, wow. almost double <laughs> jason yeah. Voorhees. that's worth something like if you're if you if you're a horror fan worth their salt at all you know yeah uh, and it's also you know because he's like one of the og like not og i guess you would call the universal monsters like the og crew but like because he's been around for so long he just gets legendary status so it doesn't matter if yeah. he was ever any good he was just there early and that's yeah. really all that matters yeah yeah <laughs> That's kind of how he is for me, just because I don't really know anything. But it's like that's that's a me problem. That's not a Jason problem. He's not my favorite. I like Michael a lot more. Uh, yeah, but but it's like gotta, anybody you gotta would respect be like, the body count. That, that's <laughs> what I would be like. Yeah, because anybody would be like, oh, Jason. Like, well, like I I don't know. I've never. I'm not into your movies, but like respect. I gotta like I gotta throw it to you, man. Like yeah. you're Jason. You're Jason, man. I get it. Go ahead, chop me up. Do what you gotta do, you're Jason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, hey, uh, it's an honor to be one of the 180. Sure, sure. Well, they all have that uh, plaque at Crystal Lake, right? They're working mm-hmm. on that memorial. Yeah, really nice glass with the lights on it and it, all they that. Get in, they're gonna make giant statues of all of them. It's just gonna be this. <laughs> be like, you ever see that? Like the, those abandoned like presidents' sculptures that are like in that field somewhere that are just like no one knows how they got there. It's gonna be these random like. <laughs> no, no, I don't know about that. Weird. There's these. <laughs> I don't remember where it is, what? but no, literally, like, there's these, like, giant, some, like, there's, like, this field of sculptures of, like, every former U.S. president, and it's, like, a, like, a giant bust of all of them. Jimmy like, Carter? 
Yeah, George H. W. Bush. It's this field of like, look up like random like Ronnie Reagan. Like, <laughs> yes, every former U.S. president has some giant statue in this field, and people are like, I don't exactly know how it got here or why, but like, it's just they're all here. Interesting. What about uh? Whoa, what about, yeah, that's uh, Croker, Virginia. The eighteen to twenty foot ghostly effigies of past U.S. presidents has have found a home crowded together in the tall grass, weighing up what to about twenty thousand pounds. <laughs> <laughs> wait, just... wait, these shoulder busts are a staunch reminder that dreams, no matter how big they are, could get lost without care. <laughs> what about what? Uh, that's what about the reminder? Uh, Barack Obama. <laughs> Did. Yeah, is he in there? Huh? You're just, oh, you're just you showing doing, off right now. You're doing impression. <laughs> For a little bit there, I was like, is he just trying to show off how many presidents he can remember? Like, and he only remembers names? four of them? What about Grover Cleveland? <laughs> That's how he talked. That's yep. true. That is I'm true. Grover Cleveland. He always curled his mustache on both ends. <laughs> Uh, By the way, I I told my dad that we were going to record with you guys. We were at dinner before this. And he was like, oh, yeah, those guys are so funny. And he said, tell them hello. (laughs) That's so nice. Hello. Hey. Hey. Which I thought was funny because I was like, they don't know who you are, dad. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Micah's dad. If there anything, if there anything like the way our dad was, he'd be like, he'd be like, they know, they know who I am. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that sounds about par for the course. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get into how this movie was made. Um, they they basically like right off the bat, fans would come up to them at comic cons and stuff and say, "Hey, could you kill Jason?" <laughs> kind of as simple as that, according to Robert. Batman England. and Iron Man situation. Yeah, and, and they uh, were it, asking like Tom Savini and just like regular <laughs> like below the line people. Like, could you kill Jason? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Sorry, sorry. Um, and so they thought, yeah, we could kind of do like a '30s and '40s, you know, like monster mashup movie. That's kind of what they're looking at, you know, Frankenstein meets the werewolf stuff like that, which. I guess all of franchise filmmaking, we have the universal monsters to thank, is what I'm discovering. Mm-hmm. Because they kind of just started everything. Yeah, we I might like have to theory. cover that. Yeah, we might have to do that as a series. I, I yeah, I guess you could consider it all just one giant thing. I've, never, I've only I've only watched one of them. Everything could be considered one giant thing if That's you think true. about it. You I mean, know, really, when you break it down, isn't everything kind of one giant thing? Thing? Yeah. When they made that that uh the the rider on the horse that was in the Nope trailer, you know, the first film oh, ever. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was the that was like the first movie. Then they made like so many sequels after that. Uh, because the every great movie. train robbery, uh, uh, Steel Magnolias, uh, the Battleship <laughs> adaptation, you know? It's all, all a sequel those. to that. <laughs> That's <Everything>. right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is like, and you guys feel free to jump in here. Like, they were working on scripts for this for so long, and they, they hired like 16 or 17 writers and would just go through like script after script after script for this. I mean, do you have any notable things on that? I, uh, not only I I read a few of them because they were circulating, 
um, like right before the movie was made. Um, basically, these writers knew they had no shot at getting them made. They're like, oh, they, I thought I'm pretty proud of this thing. They they leaked it or the mm. studio, somebody at the studio did. We got our hands on it. I used to trade a lot of scripts when IMDb had a message board. Oh, uh, yeah. They got rid of it because of racism and sexism right, and right. terrible, terrible people. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted and, to read uh, unmade scripts. Exactly. And everyone else got, had to ruin it for you. I got my hands on the Gladiator sequel script. I think I still have it on a drive somewhere. Really? Like some, some really, like, real fucking, like, gems I have. I think I have the original Watchmen draft. I have uh, Robert Smigel's Green Lantern that he wrote for Jack Black. The comedy but, one? Oh, man. Yeah. 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 Um, so I had a, a few of these and, um, God, I'm trying to remember most of them that would like one of them, of course, a couple of them devolved into the a showdown in hell, which is like every, what everybody wanted and nobody yeah. got. Yeah. <laughs> and the other ones was either Camp Crystal Lake or Elm Street. Like we, we, of course we have to do it at the home bases and that's kind of what we got in this, didn't we? You know? Yeah. It, yeah. it's odd to me that they they didn't go to hell because there is a movie called jason goes to hell and he goes to hell <laughs> at the last second and mm -hmm. then in this movie i could have sworn that i saw images of them in hell but you know what it must have been just the boiler room but it didn't it seem the boiler like, room's kind of like reddish but like didn't it seem like okay so if i'm getting the concept correct Freddy was in hell and was like trapped in hell because they killed him in the last movie or whatever or uh -huh. the movie before that. Cause Freddy's dead. Um, that's right. And he's in hell and he, Jason goes to hell and he's like, wow, you like, I can, I don't know. You can come back to life cause Jason never dies and do my bidding. And as you do your bidding, I will gain power through the evil, right. I guess. And then mm -hmm. it seemed like, it, it seemed like he never got out of hell, but it almost like I'm wondering if he got just back into his dream world. Well, he does. Or if they just he got gains lost. enough power, and then um, well, yeah, he does gain. She's power able at some to point. get him into our world. That's true, and that's how they're able to have a the kung fu fight. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they. Yeah, Jason does the killing. And Freddie gets blamed for it because it, he's doing the killing in the Elm Street area. So everyone just assumes that it's Freddy Krueger coming When does back. he come back to life and gain like sentience on Earth? Again, yeah, it, is the it, question. It, it's sometime around the uh, uh, the rave. Like that's, that's right. when Freddie kind of gains his power back. And because and... he was going to go after the, the, the girl that was in the locker, like hiding in the locker. But Jason got to her first. Yeah. Oh, he was seducing her, and then Jason came in yeah. and just was just like mine, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, I was there's I was, uh... I was working that girl for weeks, man. I <laughs> I bought I took her out so many times. Are you kidding me, Jason? One angle Come that on, they Jason. explore that I kind of thought was interesting <laughs> is that you never see like competing killers. Like, stop snaking my kills, bro. Like, sure. I yeah. don't really think we really got much of that before. See, so that's. That was that's why I was just thinking about it earlier. Like how cool would it be to like, and maybe we talked about it in Jason goes to hell, but like how cool would it be to just do the expendables of eighties horror icons? Oh yeah. And just have, yeah. You know, Freddie and Jason and Michael Myers and pinhead and like all of them, Chucky and Chucky. And, Let's do it. Have them all be in there. But the problem is like, they would all just end up like fighting and killing and trying to kill each other. <laughs> yeah. And it would yeah. just be immediately be like, well, that's all that it can be. They'd all be pissed off at each other for trying to right. kill. Each and other's... kind of the whole thing is like none of them die, so like the movie would never end. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that, that's the funny thing. Like, 
inherently there's just no way to make a satisfying crossover horror movie like this i mean maybe I, there's I someone think, out there that has it cracked but but maybe this is the best version that we could have but i don't know to make it legitimate it's it's probably pretty hard i mean like unless the story's perfectly aligned and it just seems like there's like a real natural fit i don't know it could be done but like if you take a satirical edge to it and like, like, no, we're blowing out the, all of the series <laughs> that are involved in here. You know, like, I think that'd be the way to do it is just like, no, we're going like over, over the top. Right. <laughs> you said there were like 16, they like got 16 writers. Is that normal? No, 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 no. Cause that's too to many go, cooks. They went through, well, it's, <laughs> they went through so many different drafts and yeah. it's just like, they, they couldn't figure it out. It's just like, they hire somebody and it's just like your script. Eh, okay. We paid you. Let's move on to the next draft. There's a yeah. book. I, did you guys ever reference the, the book about the Freddy versus Jason? No, I think you mentioned it on your episode. Jason goes Maybe? to hell. Flat, uh, yeah, there's a book that I, I literally just added oh, it to like yeah. my list. I'm like, I'm hoping my wife gets it for me for Christmas. I think she will. Uh, but Flash of the Titans is like a book about the making of this movie and how it went through so many different iterations because nobody could crack it for the longest time. And then like eventually they just got to a point where they're just like, all right, make it <laughs> like we figured out enough, I guess. Yeah, that sounds interesting. That is how ah, the cool, the, the, the perfect <laughs> new element of Jason being afraid of water. <laughs> so that's new because we don't know our Jason I mean, um, and it's he yeah, also like a disfigured yeah. kid as well. He's always been a, a disfigured okay. kid. I, I, he was, that that reeked of but something they made up. But he's certainly splashed in the water before in those sequels, and he had no I problem mean, in many of them. Yeah, he was like laying in the water. He's just like, oh yeah, I'm alive. I got to come up. He like would come up out of the water. So like in a few movies, he used the water to his advantage. There's no way that he's afraid of it. <laughs> but it but like if you have predominantly uh, knowledge of <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street movies like you guys have and very little with the Jason movies, then yeah, your tertiary knowledge would be like, oh yeah, Jason drowned. So of course it makes sense that he would be afraid of right. water. Yeah. Like, it did it, make sense. Yeah. I get the logic behind it. It's just like, that's new. Okay. Hmm. Like, But I don't care. I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Don't mess with Freddy and, and Jason's fine. The well, best that, line of this movie right. is uh, Freddie died by fire, Jason by water. <laughs> How do we use that? <laughs> you know, she says that and no one responds. Like, no. no one is listening to her. No. How do we, How do use, we use that? that? Shut says. up. <laughs> like, Stop talking, main character. <laughs> We're talking to Lachlan Monroe right now. Who's going to help us? Jer, we we know the name of the guy who that guy who's in scary movie and other things. Lock yeah. a dead man on campus, one of my personal favorites. Uh Lachlan Monroe is in this, ladies and gentlemen. That's the cop guy. Yeah. yeah. The young cop. Okay. <laughs> I recognized him, but I was not able to you know, like place him. You know what's funny about him is that he like he's playing a character that he he's playing a character in earnest that he parodied already in a different movie you know it's kind of funny yeah really i wonder funny. if ronnie you knew that uh he directed he did uh also did bride of chucky which is also like campy and fun like he's a he's like a campy fun horror guy so i guess if you're a real you head then you knew this going in <laughs> well i did but, know that he comes from the hong kong you know, like like martial arts kind of stuff. 
And so it makes sense that the ending of this movie is them just kind of like punching each other a bunch. And I'm like, and oh, big matrix tracks. jump of Freddy on the dock, which I actually kind of dig. Like it's on <laughs> like a, it looks like it's on a big black sound stage. Like it's just like you could tell they just got that shot like se- separately somewhere else. But uh, I like how I kind of like how epic it looks. Let, uh, let, me, let me tell you something about that shot. That shot was in every trailer for the movie, and it <laughs> it completely sold the movie. Like forget everything else that you see. That shot of him coming out of the water like that, and he's like yeah. thirty feet crouching, in the air. tiger hidden dragon. <laughs> yeah. style. That was enough. That was enough for me to be like, I'm there. I I don't really particularly care that much about either franchise. I'm there. Keep in mind, like, I think we were like the perfect demo demo for this, like 15, 17 and big fans of all these previous movies. So, uh, yeah, I I, I think now if I were to get watch it now as a 34 year old uh, for the first time as like a casual fan. Yeah, I'd probably go. On this movie too, <laughs> I would well, say for me the oh, the movie was holding my interest for I mean pretty much from the beginning I was like okay this movie's kind of trash to me yeah but, yeah but it's not it's not unwatchable like I was still having a good time but I, then I think at one point we paused it to <laughs> take yeah. a, to I don't know bathroom break or something and there was like forty minutes left and we were like <laughs> how are we possibly gonna stay awake. <laughs> Through the rest of this movie. <laughs> oh, stay awake! You yeah. guys got to take that 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 drug oh, that they have oh, in this movie. Of course, you think? No, yeah, no, that makes you not dream. Oh, oh yeah, but it, you well, can but still no, sleep. Wake, no, I think yeah. he took wake aid. Yeah, wake oh. aid was what he was. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think of the CG bug devil oh, dog? Yeah, oh. from like Alice in Wonderland. That was yes. It's like the I I get the idea. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But gosh, it looks so bad. <laughs> and a, I imagine just how like not doing it. Like so I my my criteria for these movies so far has been I mean, I think several of them are genuinely great movies, but but even when they're not great, if they have at least one good kill, I pretty much like the movie. So even like uh uh Freddy's Dead, not a good movie. I didn't really like it, but I do think the hearing aid kill was great. And so it's like, well, I'm glad I watched that movie. Sure. Um, and this was the first one where I was like, I don't, none of these kills did it for me. The Freddy stuff. It, yeah, they the got fr- close with the brother who pops out of the bathtub. Yeah. Mm. But there just wasn't enough, like, he, he was like, Freddy's so creative and it's just like, just a brother jumping out of the bath and then slashing his face isn't enough for me. Well, I agree. It, honestly, Freddie's, you know, his his big issue is that he just he he just likes to draw that shit out, man. Like he <laughs> his, loves yeah. the dance, he loves the yeah. tease, and sometimes it bites him in the ass. His yeah. kills usually are like are like can be characterized usually yeah. by like a certain like a set piece, you know, like the comic book death in like right. what four yeah. or five or yeah. the invisible. And you see a lot match. of them in the beginning, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the, um, the the tendon puppet, the the worm, the yeah. and in right. this the, the, you don't you don't have that really in this. It's him hanging out in the boiler room and uh, he he cuts <laughs> off a nose just, casually. He and... wants <laughs> to do that dance, and instead of just like being creative, he's just like, "Ooh, all right, I'm here." And it's just like, come on, Freddie, come on. He's going to take. All right. Forget it. You're wasting time. Yeah. If mm. if but see, if that caterpillar was a puppet, I think I would be like, this movie kind of rocks. And it's like a seven <laughs> out of ten because there's a there's a ginormous caterpillar a la Alice in Wonderland. 
that's a puppet. <laughs> like that kill had the potential for me, but but the way it was done was just like oof, oof, my own. Jason's yeah. got the. Uh, <laughs> You know, and again, I don't really remember a lot of Jason's kills, and I've seen all of the Friday the Thirteenth movies. I know there are some good ones that stand out, but like, is it a stab that you're thinking of? It's well, like, <laughs> oh no, like I'm talking like he uses a person to beat another person to death in Jason <laughs> X. You know, like he's grabbing on, like he's got like a two girls in like a sleeping bag, and then he's like beating them, like, <laughs> and it's just comically ridiculous. Um, but he's got like the like the reverse like the smashing of the bed like like kind of yeah yeah. yeah 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 those are kind of, of more of like the cool Jason kills of just like swift like quick I don't know at least that's my memory of them he he he, does, he it's quick it's savage and it is like used I think he's the most creative oddly like but his improv skills are so fast that he'll just like immediately come up with something on the spot he's, he's, he's the robin williams of serial killers. He's just, he really is he, he studied at the groundlings you're yep groundlings io you name it all of them well so going back to the crazy drafts of this there was a draft of this and and i'm i think you guys will know so i'm kind of telling you specifically where they go in hell, chains wrap around them, and I th- it, it it made it sound like this was going to be like the last shot of the movie, and then Pinhead walks out and he says, "Is there a problem, fellas?" Hmm. Yep. And then I it remember, would cut. Yeah. Hmm. I definitely and then, remember one, and then, about and that. Then, and then Bob Shea was like, "No one cares about Pinhead." <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bob Shea. <laughs> Throughout the draft. Uh, that's a pretty cool ending. I'm not like. I, if you were to take a poll, I would say like out of 10 people, how many of you are Hellraiser fans like versus uh, like give them a list of like, I know this is really getting convoluted, but like, the 10 major <laughs> franchises, I'm sure like only one of them would choose Hellraiser if yeah. that, you know, yeah. it's just not a beloved friend is what I'm saying. It's a very mm-hmm. small audience. Uh, it would have been cool though, because Pinhead, if there's one thing they have is creative kills in the hellraiser movie. have you guys watched those before i've seen the first one a long not. time ago they're pretty gnarly yeah. like weird like bondagey ch- chainy stuff like it could work it definitely work in hell too like that imagery uh it could hell be one. really cool yeah hell hell's a bad place to be you know <laughs> so I, I hear it's pretty bad like i hear it's I hot hear, too it might freeze over though if something rare occurs yeah <laughs> you gotta watch out for that rare cold front oh yeah um but yeah so and then speaking about ronnie uh what was his last name you you You. yes uh so netflix is you (laughs) they really wanted him to direct the movie and he shows up to the meeting and he says I don't care about Freddy or Dr- Jason. And they were like, perfect. You'll have a fresh perspective. Huh. Oh, what? <laughs> Wonderful. Why don't they just give it to somebody like just on the street who's just like, yeah, I like Freddy. Like, okay. Like, that's better than Ronnie you <laughs> because he's just like, I don't care. I'm a baby wearing my animal crackers. Like, he's just like, sounds like such a baby. <laughs> it, it's funny though, because in the, just in the documentary, he he just is so blasé about it in a way that I kind of made me dig the movie a little bit. The fact that mm. he was like, yeah, I don't care about him, but we got to like blow up stuff. That was fun. And then uh, <laughs> like, 
we did this scene that was kind of cool or whatever <laughs> i'm kind of like he, okay whatever he seems like yeah i get what you're saying he seems like a guy who's just kind of in it for the joy of filmmaking or like the the trappings of what of his, his favorite movies you know yeah but like and also he's looking at it from like a, a macro perspective whereas a lot of filmmakers are like no every de- i get what you're saying he did seem that way on in the that that epic uh wonderful doc never sleep again yes i finally got yeah. to log it on letterbox today because i finally finished it <laughs> that's that's a good feeling <laughs> yeah felt great you don't do the stars do you micah uh reviews do you you just do the uh the hearts don't you i do and the heart do... and the no heart and then i do the five stars for movies that scratch my itch completely sweet sweet micah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but Um, let's see for some reason the studio wanted a new jason and they never told kane cotter is that his name hotter kane hotter kane hotter why he was not cast as jason oh that sucks uh but or not am i right guys yeah you're so right hot or not they're like hot or not, like you know, like like. Oh, I was the, thinking like hot or it's, not. That's the it's, that's the play on words. It's is like you know, like, what, Dan. If I may, it would make a much better um, newspaper headline than a joke. Yeah, out loud. hot or not, they decide yeah. not to cast Kane Hodder in the yeah. uh, in the movies. That's still like. A, do you have any uh, the ability to put spinning newspaper graphics? <laughs> uh, yeah. I that would, the sound effect. The sound that would work really well. Micah, insert, what a scoop. insert that. Could could you could you, Dan, give me like a transatlantic? Like oh saying, yeah. Saying like the. Uh, you want me to just read like the headline? Read read the headline. Uh, I'm gonna add the swishing sound. Okay. Can I do the? All right. I'm just gonna do it. Okay. Top story tonight. Kane Hada. Hot or not, they decide not to cast him in the new Freddy V. Jason film, directed by one Ronnie Yu. We'll see how it turns out. And offering that I love the editorialization there at the end. We'll see how it turns out. I love when they do that in the news. They do that all the time. Hot or not, new lines. This this Ukrainian Russian business, we'll see how it turns out. I read that in the newspaper just the other week. It was really interesting. We'll see. Hashtag we'll see. Yeah. Mm <laughs> let's wrap it up guys <laughs> it's not gonna get better than that is this is this the end of the episode really yeah we gotta stop it there wow okay <laughs> all right guys see you later uh but i think it was uh i don't know i it might have been england I, I can't remember who said it but someone was thinking that it was just they wanted someone who was even bigger so that it was a bigger contrast between the two guys. Okay. Ken Kersinger is the actor's name who got to play Jason in this. Uh, Also great in his own right, but Kane Hodder just like, there's something, horror fans are rabid, and especially when it comes to body count. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But also when it comes to casting. And you know who's killing it right now, pun intended, is the Chucky show. By bringing back, we just did uh, Child's Play 2, they brought back the 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 foster sister character and and the, not only did they bring back Andy after all these years, they brought back the foster sister character. Like she, I don't even think she's acted in anything for like twenty five years. Crazy. It's like 
it's so loving. That was, like when, and... that was like when the Twin Peaks reunion came. It was like, these people it, haven't worked in 20 years. What exactly. <laughs> it's so loving. And and the fans, they see that. They always see that. They they love it too. Like always. I always see that. Wow. I still I still haven't taken the Chucky dive. No. Damn. They're but they're I, pretty good. They're fun. I, I would like to, but every time I mention it, Jordan says, I'm not going to watch I'm that. I'm not into the doll <laughs> thing. The doll is too much, I, I guess. Even though I would imagine that it's like hilarious hijinks. I think for me, it, it's always, honestly, I've never seen any of it. Not maybe, not, maybe I think I've actually seen like a scene when I was a kid and maybe that's what's doing it for me. It really scared me. But mm. I did. I think it's like the prudish part of me is like, he's so mean though. <laughs> he, he is, he is but mean. you know what like i we watched the first two we've reviewed the, the first two for our show and i find it like he's so comically mean that it's just like <laughs> like you look at him and you hear some of the vile things coming out of his mouth and it's just like this always works this is like an old lady saying like swear words you know it's just <laughs> it's it's always gonna make me laugh is he having as much fun I'm as freddie oh yeah He's well, just not but... as creative as Freddie. That's the difference, right. I think. Yeah. He's just restrained and he's angry about it. And that that really comes out. <laughs> mm. Well, that is good to hear. Maybe, maybe one of these days. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you're you're not missing anything. You don't have to. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I mean there's more stuff about this movie, but I, I do so you think you said it we made hit... a lot of money. Yes. So the uh the movie was a $30 million budget. It made 82 domestic and 114 worldwide. Uh, the music is by Graham Ravel, who did Child's Play 2 and Bride of Chucky. So there's some connection there. Uh, the cinematography is by Fred Murphy, who did, of course, the uh, Robin Williams movie RV, and, of course, <laughs> the Owen Wilson starring Drillbit Taylor. Mm-hmm. And oh, then, <laughs> great double feature right there. <laughs> and it's written by Damian Shannon and Mark Swift, who did uh, they the 2000 and man, I usually do this on my phone. It, it, one of the late 2009 Freddy uh, Friday the Thirteenth movies. Mm. Yeah, oh, and, with and Jared the, Padalecki the remake. Yeah. The remake. Oh, yes. <laughs> that was a reboot re- morphed into remake. 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 Do you guys know that the, you guys see Transformers? You've, you've done Transformers. Yeah. We've uh, not done no, it, we but, have not done uh, it. We've avoided it, but we've seen uh, that. Um, that, uh, That's understandable. There's um, <laughs> Do you remember the bully in the first one who's Megan Fox's boyfriend? The blonde guy? I don't Wow, remember. no, I don't. She's wow. like, she's like, I could drive your truck. He's like, what, with these 22s? I don't want you grinding them, honey. Why don't you, uh, why don't my little kitten sit in the front seat? Like, he's such a dick. But here's the thing. Since Michael Bay did that and he produced Friday the 13th, that same character is in Friday the 13th. So That's it right. shares a universe, speaking of crossovers, <laughs> with Transformers. I don't, like... Isn't that mind blowing? Really, really that Optimus up. Prime could just come through Crystal Lake at any time in Jason the Bayverse. Slice Optimus Prime's Achilles heel or whatever version he has made of cables <laughs> and tubing. You would be great if he did happen. have an Achilles heel. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, anyway, I, down. I just thought that was that's probably the most interesting shit you're going to get in this whole episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm well, kidding. From us, anyway. My, yes. <laughs> my last notes are just that it comes out August fifteenth, two thousand three, 
And uh, and then where did I, where did I put it? Man, I'm not doing paper ever again. This sucks. Why did you do it on paper? Uh, I'll tell you about it later. Um, <laughs> it's a very deep, dark secret. Apparently. It's embarrassing. But basically, so they made... So New Nightmare comes out in 94. They had made Jason Goes to Hell in 93. But but it's like, oh, Wes Craven wants to come back and do Nightmare. Okay, mm-hmm. we got to push off this thing. We've been going back and forth trying to trying to get a deal with, I think at the time it was Paramount, and then eventually it becomes another company that owns them, owns Friday the 13th. And then, then they make Jason X, which sat on the shelf for two years, and then they made this movie. Because I think Jason X came out after oh. this movie, but it had been filmed before, I believe. Uh, no, Jason X actually came out before this movie because part of it was like, in my memory of it at least, because a, a part of it was just like, well, wait a minute, like Jason is in the future. Like I remember that being part of the chatter of oh. like, how can Jason go back in time? Like, how are they going to let him come out? You know, be come back alive before uh, the you know he's a hundred whatever. Jason X came out in two thousand one. <laughs> Let me just say it. <laughs> so yeah, like uh, yeah, I remember that being part of the chatter, and then me being like, "Who the hell cares?" Like he comes back yeah. to life all the time. What does it yeah. matter? Yeah, you can come back to life and die again. Not a problem. <laughs> That's the thing. That's but yeah, what he so does the, just the it's just crazy to put into context that they they wanted to do this so bad. Then Wes reclaims the franchise, puts this perfect like ending on a series that. It shouldn't be possible to have a satisfying ending. And it's like, it's done. And then they're like, okay, but we're coming back. Not for a new, like, Freddy story. It's for Jason and Freddy together. Which I guess, at the time, you know, that would be the most exciting prospect. But, boy, it's so stark, the contrast. And when you're watching these movies back to back. It's like, yikes, this feels like a war crime going from one to the other. <laughs> and I, but like, yeah, honestly, I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think of like what other franchises existed in the 90s that could have crossed over or even, you know, prior to that. And well, aside when did the AVP come out? What's that? AVP? Yeah, that's another that... one that I'm, I, I, I'm so blind on Alien and Predator. That I'm just like, oh, they go together? That makes sense? And that, okay. I, I literally have no knowledge of that whole, either franchise. Yeah, that's another, it's, uh, it doesn't really make any sense. But I think that one came out in 2001, I think. Hmm. Maybe we look it up? Yeah. Crazy. I think that one's even earlier than this. I mean, that one kind of makes sense because they're both aliens, I guess. But that's the same logic here is they're both like demons, so. Is yeah. it just called AVP? Jared, AVP, yeah. Did you get oh. mine? Did you hear mine? There's no, no AVP. Uh, grumpy old men. Oh. Oh, two thousand. No. <laughs> it's a it, it's a '90s franchise. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that could cross over. It's just like <laughs> Dan's like Jeremy. You're my brother. You're supposed to get it. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> so, can you imagine Walter oh. Matthau and Jack Lemon? Going head to head against Freddy and Jason, <laughs> uh, you put. Oh, but you did the goddamn it now, Freddy. Would you back <laughs> off, please? <laughs> it's great. Okay, wait, was it the two thousand? I wish, I wish people could have seen Jeremy's transformation just <laughs> now. That was unbelievable. <laughs> you really went all the way I for do, that. I, there's a little physicality in my impressions usually. 
Uh, no, yeah, so I guess Alien vs. Predator came out after Freddy vs. Jason. The next, the following year, you could have gone They're back like, to back. It worked! <laughs> Greenlight it! Go, 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 go! Rambo and Rocky, can you cross over together? Hey, yep. now there's something. Now, now, wait a second. <laughs> we, we patent this. Nobody can take it. That's our idea. Yeah, That's our idea. Right. Wait, uh, you, you want to do a Rambo and Rocky crossover? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, so it's like, is it like Mrs. Doubtfire where he like runs in the bathroom and he has to change into his boxing outfit? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Come out? that's the one I thought invent of it, but yes. new camera technology so that they can physically fight one another. And it's Stallone playing. Oh, both like parts. Logan. Spoilers for Logan. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That- it's not new, Jeremy. No, no. Oh, cap v. Cap in the uh, endgame. Gemini Man. You're not listening. You're, Gemini you're just, Man. You're, you're not understanding. Jer, what is Gemini Man? Back to is the that... Future 2. Back to the Future 3. They fight each other in the same shot, you guys. Oh. Yeah, no, that's never been done. Right? Huh. No. It's genius. Copyright. Wait, wait, MPU, wait. 90 under 90. Don't take our idea. We have the technology that we're working on too to make this yeah. happen. It's new. Yeah, so you should buy the patent from us. It's proprietary, um, and we are not like we're we're going to be using the volume to do some of it, and that'll help. Uh, <laughs> what he said. <laughs> the volume, right? That'll work. Pump up the volume. <laughs> Are you guys familiar with the volume? Are, am I, like, that's what it's called, right? That's what they call the 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 thing from Mandalorian that they use to shoot the show. Oh, I don't know. Oh, oh that, is that room. What they call it? Yeah. Okay. You're talking about that room. Okay. So you guys are ignorant. <laughs> I'm yeah. the smart one. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Be quiet for the next ten minutes now. <laughs> well, now, no, now we need you because, well, you got some actors to go over, yeah, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, we could just go to the plot. Just, I just want to go to the plot. What do you want? Scott Scott Farkas from uh, Christmas <laughs> Stories in this. He's uh, yeah. the dead brother. Bobby England. You got uh, not Kane Hodder. Kenny you got, Kersey. You got uh, uh, Farkas. <laughs> you got Monica yep. Kina. Oh, um, yeah. You yep. got my high school girlfriend, Kim, in a red baseball cap. Oh, yeah, um, Kim. You've got... From Ginger Snaps, uh, you got Jason Muse. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, you got Jack Black. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> pretty good to uh, uh, You got Jason Ritter. Um, oh yeah, yeah. the Ritz. Yeah. It wouldn't be a Ronnie Yu film without a Ritter. Now with Jason Ritter in yeah. the in Never Sleep Again. So I don't know. I don't know anything about this guy except that his dad is um, uh, John Ritter. one John one Ritter. John Ritter, the late great John Ritter. Yes. And uh, they said, they were like, we all know he had a troubled life, and it's sad that he passed. Do you guys know what the story is with Jason Ritter? Well, Jason uh, Ritter? J- Jason well, John Ritter. Ritter uh, John Ritter John passed. Ritter. I, I remember that, because I was, of course, I was watching Eight Simple Rules for dating my teenage daughter every Friday night. I wonder if Jason, they're talking about Jason's struggles? Yeah. Maybe, maybe addiction. I don't want to put that out there. Maybe depression? Uh, I know he's an artist, uh, like a musician of sorts. Uh, Wait, is he still alive? Because they made it sound yeah. like he died in the. Oh, no, J- Jason Ritter? Was on... No, no, he's still alive. He does yeah, Gravity he's Falls. Alive. He's he's Dipper he on is? Gravity Falls. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jason Ritter. Whoa! Because <laughs> in the 
in the in on, Never Sleep Again, they made it sound like he died. Or well, maybe John, John, Ritter, yeah, John Ritter died, and he died uh, during Operation, and that was really sad. And Amy, right. what's um, uh, yeah, tried to sue the hospital? Yeah, terrible lawsuit with the hospital and everything. I think is what well, happened there. Wait, when when did John Ritter die? Because now I'm confused. That's got to be like it was like two, it was the year this movie 2000, came out. Actually, it was 2003. Yeah, like okay, Santa. He was like his last film was Bad Santa. Yeah, I and think. that was two thousand three. Yeah. So it was like it was like oh three oh four. Okay, let's see here. Two thousand three, September eleventh, two thousand three. Oh Jesus. Um. Okay, so now I'm understanding. They were saying, I think in the doc they were they were basically implying why he wasn't there, which is like he's, you know, or no, because they did it in two thousand ten. I think I think they they couldn't get jason ritter for the deck well honestly in 2000 well jason ritter in 2010 that's when it came out uh maybe he was on parenthood at the time and just because and couldn't he would because he was on that show for a little while i don't know or maybe, maybe even he was, he was like, in it and i just completely like messed up when i was no i've it. seen that deck i don't think he's in that documentary i've seen it a few times and i don't so i think some. they were just saying you know that he's had a tough time because his dad mm -hmm. died when this movie came out. Basically, yeah. that that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I really thought that he had died sad. as well as his dad from the way they were talking. No, no, that would be tragic. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk about that story. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, John Ritter was in Bride of Chucky, so I guess the U was friends with the Ritters because he put mm. Jason in uh, in Freddy v Jason. It, it was so. kind of I remember that part of the documentary was like because they 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 wanted to have Brad Renfro be the Jason Renfro Jason Ritter character. Oh, really? And then like Brad Renfro couldn't do it. They got I don't know. He whatever. he died. Brad Renfro died. Oh, I believe. There you go. Yeah, probably. And then I remember in the documentary, Ronnie, you was like, but then I remembered, ah, John Ritter had a son. <laughs> and it was just like it was almost as if he he's got to be as good as his dad. I don't know if he acts, but he like he had a son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how it works. The I, I did think good. I did think Jason Ritter was good in this. He's yeah, he's, he's good. good. Like he's Ritter. proven himself in like project after project, and also he's Dipper in Gravity Falls. If anybody's a fan, like that's awesome. Jordan loves uh, mm -hmm. great stuff. And then uh, he was on Parks and Rec. He was like the wine guy, wasn't he? No, well, I think that's a guy who looks like Jason Ritter. No, he was on. How much you want to bet he was on Parks and Rec? I'll look it up. I will. I will bet you on that. I'm right, almost positive right. it's not Let's Jason Ritter in that one. He plays the sommelier Jer in that one. What episode. do you want? Yeah, you want I, to put I on know the table, what Jared? character you're talking I'll about. I'll put. Uh, I'll put a. I'll put a five spot on the table. Okay. Five spot right here. That ain't Jason Ritter. He was. He's the handsome guy who's. Yep. No. I'll in, take it. In that one episode of no, Parks Jason I know exactly. Ritter. I know exactly what you're talking about too. No, Jason Ritter. Yeah, no, has no, to no, confirm. No. But that's no, okay. No. Yeah, totally Dan, confirm, Dan, confirm Dan. away. What season was that? It was like know. season six. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was six or seven because he's getting Tom's Bistro set up and he wants to hire a sommelier and that's the guy he wants to hire, but then ends up hiring Craig. I literally, yes. my wife and I literally just got finished watching Parks and Rec again for like the fourth or fifth time. So I'm overly <laughs> familiar. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is the suspense is, this, uh, this is great. Right. Right. right he, oh man, wait, come on. Uh, the no, man, the, the newspaper's starting to turn. 
Come on, guys. <laughs> it's Hold swishing. On. It's heading for the screen. We need Podcast that headline. Hosting brothers, Dad eating a jelly. Eating oh, all man. Jer, $5 in a bet. I owe you five bucks. Man. How did it look like him? Uh, how did he make this a is mistake me. like that, let me, says the newspaper journalist? <laughs> let me backpedal a little bit here. <laughs> I know uh, what you're talking about. It looks exactly like man. him. Man. Okay. Yeah, he does look a lot like all him. Right. I'm glad that we wasted so much. Oh, time. yeah. That was that was good. That's prime podcasting. <laughs> yeah. That's the beauty yeah. of editing oh yeah take that out please <laughs> but uh, Dan losing five dollars <laughs> no no the, yeah, yeah the exchange will be in there it'll just seem a lot quicker <laughs> oh yeah that's fine i don't that's fine yeah just don't let's not waste the audience's time here <laughs> well let's talk about this movie okay so one thing i noticed right away in a post uh, Scream World. Now it happens. Movies have varying degree of quality. That's always going to be the case. But it's kind of like the the Walk Hard thing with music biopics. After Walk Hard came out, music biopics all should have changed because they just got dunked on so hard. Uh, after Scream comes out, y- you gotta not have like you can't write your teens like this anymore because it's it's all been like covered in Scream and like perfectly done and then you said scary movie had already come out by then too yeah scary Mm -hmm. movie came out in 2000 so at this point they're probably three or four scary movies deep (laughs) yeah and like all the the total relationship of all of the main characters i was just like oof and it's the first like friday or uh, nightmare on elm street movie that looks like somewhat modern to my understanding of modern living yeah and so I was like, oh, man, they're just doing every single, like, tropey line, tropey whatever. And, hey, what's the point of ragging on this movie? Like, nobody thought it was The Godfather. But you know what I'm saying. I just thought yeah. I'd point it out. Yeah. Well, even in this scene, like, in the, uh, um, you know, with, with the girls and, like, the guys come over, like, the guy is so over the top, <laughs> such an asshole, yeah. that it's like, it almost feels like they for a, for a little bit in the beginning they're leaning into the satire almost. That's what it feels like. Yeah. And I wish that they would have kept that up because like that could have been interesting if it was like just that consistently like these characters are that cliche. You know, I I could have been okay with that if it's like not quite the parody route, but like we're really just like hyping up the behavior of the characters. I don't know. Yeah. Because because it's a throwback movie, you know, like that's part of what they're intending to do yeah that's just me i don't know but yeah steer the ship jordan well well before that don't we have the little montage that kind of sets up the movie I, we do so it's freddie talking yeah um it... about what he's done and we we get clips of of all the past movies and then we and then he like resurrects jason kind of like, yeah. Because he never dies. That's the thing about Jason and what he says. And then Jason's mom is talking to him all of a sudden. Yeah. But it's actually Freddie. Uh-huh. Um, but Jason was <laughs> he was born with a special gift, and he is to do one thing: kill. Yes. Now, is that is that pretty tried and true to Friday the Thirteenth? That mythology. Sure. His, yeah. his, sure. His relationship to his mother and his um bending at her will when he thinks he sees her yeah that's that's fairly true to it so hmm. for him to hallucinate his mother 
or for Freddie to pose as his mother and be like, go to Elm Street. He'd be like, okay, mom, like that, like <laughs> that all checks out. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. And I mean, it's never been explicitly clear. Like your gift is that you, you'll never die. You know, like <laughs> it's that, kind of just like, this guy doesn't seem to die. You know, like, no, that, they've never yeah. been like, you don't die. And yeah. that is your thing, dude. That's why we that, love that you. That felt like a little tongue in cheek. Yeah, like we all know this about Jason. <laughs> Little, yeah. But I, I, I kind of like the setup. I liked how they did it. Well, and one thing, uh, a praise point on this is, uh, they didn't show any footage from New Nightmare, which I thought is smart because, like, that takes place outside of the reality of these movies, and mm-hmm. that's like a real demon that exists in our world. And I'm glad they didn't include any of that in this. I thought that was a smart move, whether that was intentional or just an oversight on their part. Yeah. Probably an oversight. No, but you can't you can't touch New Nightmare. I think they knew it. Like yeah, yeah don't don't. <laughs> Wes Craven will get mad. Just just don't, <laughs> right, guys. right. To which uh, and never sleep again. It's it's just a great doc because also everyone is honest. You know, it's it's the thing that I think. You know, like, would we ever get a documentary like this about Marvel where everyone's honest? No, they're all just going to be like, it was the best experience. That was also the best experience. You know, we'll never get that. You might get you might. The only way you're going to get dirt is in one of the former actors, like personal, like autobiographies. Yeah. Where they're just yeah. like, Here, here's what really happened. It's yeah. like Robert Downey Jr. was amazing. That's the truth. I can't I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> but. Like in this is just great because Wes is sitting there and he's like, "Yeah, this movie, I felt like it didn't rise to the level of what a like the cerebral elements of Nightmare on Elm Street should be." And you're like, "Well, <laughs> okay, you're just straight up like, I think this movie's bad." Yeah, but like the same can be said about you know his opinion on four and five and probably Freddy's yeah. Dead too. No, but, but I just mean like in general. I just yeah, love that like yeah. in the doc, like he's willing to say that, and then you know. Like in in many of the other movies, the actors will be like, "I had to do this thing, and this scene is so dumb." Or, or well, you know, this is—I mean—you got to remember that this is still back in the time where they let things die, including franchises and intellectual property. So, like, they're—you know—they were able to take this approach of just be like, "It's over now. We don't have to like talk about it all positively." Yeah, that's like, true. It, it, yeah. It's over, and now nothing dies. You can't yeah. talk about anything, even if your experience is bad, because you're just like, "Well, they're probably going to bring me back in 15 years when they reboot it." <laughs> and, like, you know, right, right. I don't know. I got to be quiet. That's true. <laughs> you said that, and it sounded like you were one of the actors. Yeah, Jared's like, "I got to be quiet." Like, I got like, to stop saying this. I stuff. should be quiet. I, I don't want to <laughs> talk badly about Golden Apron. Oh yeah, yeah. Watch yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because we got to get that Force Awakens Golden Apron movie, you know, in 40 yeah. years. Yep. My goal is for all of my characters in Dan's movies to cross over <laughs> and just help each other out. It's going to be it's going to be me from I Hate Theater. It's going to be uh, uh, Greg and it's going to be Wolf. The guy. Yeah, the guy in Golden Apron. Yeah, that's going to be the Spider-Man No Way Home of me. <laughs> Great. Well, I can't wait to see that. <laughs> I mean, I would watch it. That sounds fun yeah. to me. Um, but yeah, yeah but so... I'd shoot it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But yeah, this, is, this... Right. <laughs> <laughs> this establishes Freddie bringing Jason back to do his dark bidding. Yeah. Go, go to Springwood, go to Elm Street, and then we cut to the kids. Right. And we're, we're introduced to these, these kids 
They're, you know. Midriff is back. You were baby. able to identify the year by the by Simply the Simply by the fashion. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so I think her name's Gib. The girl in the Gib? hat. I think yeah. so. Oh, um, that's unfortunate. Big Bee Gees fan. <laughs> yeah, Loves her... Barry Gib. <laughs> uh, her uh, and her uh, mean dude go upstairs while um, Lori, Kia, and the Blake yeah, are downstairs. Blake. And uh, Lori wants nothing to do with Blake. And Blake's just trying to have a good time. Trying to score. I yeah. like your feng shui. It's uh, it's really cool. It's a good vibe. It's really open. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty wild. And and then and then the the couple upstairs have sex for like two and a half seconds. I think. Yeah. And it, it, like, it, I'm sorry, but it cuts and he's just like, "Yeah, fuck me, baby." Like, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, chill, again, like, chill out, like, dude. With the door open. The combination <laughs> of him being like, babe, I'm not going to tell you again. Like that and like over this, the top dickhead. Like, like, oh, yeah. okay. Like we're, we're leaning into it, but yeah, then they yeah. don't anymore in the movie and they lean into these other weird elements like yeah. Jay and, and these weirdos. <laughs> I at love the that we and... just keep calling him Jay. Jay. He is. But I'm like, like literally um, like I'm convinced that one of the 16 drafts may have been written by Kevin Smith and he included Jay and Silent Bob <laughs> in there. I and they were just like, well, we like the, we yeah. like this element of it. Yeah. Well, do, do you remember the bit that they do in the doc? Yeah. Uh, they Jay? have him show up. He's like, wait a minute. I wasn't in that movie. No. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> they have the actor who is Jay. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. awesome. He's like, oh yeah. And I love coming down to Freddy versus Jason. And then he's like, wait a minute. I wasn't in that movie. And then he walks off. <laughs> Awesome. Kind of a hey, that's an episode of Good Bits. Hey. <laughs> I think it was. I think uh, it was. <laughs> I think it is. Uh shit. Okay. So they're they're in the bedroom, right? And they're doing yeah. it. And and then Jason shows up, right? <laughs> Jason shows up and stabs him a lot and then uh folds the mattress in half. Uh and when he did that, Micah was looking down, and we had to rewind. Oh, <laughs> I was, I was so fast. I was taking Leave notes. Micah. I was taking notes. Uh-huh. It's, the, it's the it's the downside of of doing a movie podcast. You yeah, sometimes you miss not looking yeah. at the best parts, which is why I don't take notes anymore, and I'm often forgetting half the movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're only beholden to ourselves, you know. So yeah. as long as as long as people are okay with the ride being condensed a little bit, like actually this movie halfway through, I was like, I'm done taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm really tired, and I get it, and I know I've how to talk about it. See. That's it. <laughs> I got enough. I got it. I got the idea. I'm like Jeremy and Dan. I'll carry this episode. They're probably gonna come up with a great newsreel bit that'll make this a this a quality. <laughs> like, I better ready the news the news. <laughs> <game> <laughs> i did like (laughs) where the fuck is the transmission uh sorry guys i don't know i I did like though how when the police show up the one guy's like oh my gosh this is probably freddy krueger and then they're all like don't no no don't say anything And what, what did you think about the? Rolls. What do you think yeah. about the cover-up conspiracy of Freddy? I I liked that idea a lot. Yeah, where where Freddy has been forgotten because it also works on like a, on a like meta level, which is mm-hmm. fun. 
that yeah. like Freddy hasn't had a movie in so long, so people have forgotten. They're not afraid. Now he's got to come back and scare everybody. That's I, that's a that's great concept. What it is. You know what though? It's... Freddy Krueger, the ultimate person, like throwing blame on everyone else. You're the one who got all jokey and started playing jokes and pranks and got all silly. So don't and be spoofing movies. They forgot about me. Like, <laughs> no, you kind of got soft. I think you have a great point though, Mike. Is that sometimes, like installments, it, it shows what it means to be a fan of yeah. of the the series yeah. with like meta commentaries almost. And I would say I would agree with that when it comes to this. You know, like. Yeah, I think this is a celebrate. Another reason why so many people came out. It's like it, it, it knows it's a celebration for yeah. fans. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and this is before. I don't know from from my knowledge and 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 movie watching. I feel like this is before Meta became like smarmy, like winking mm-hmm. at the camera, and more Ryan like Reynolds stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's before like Deadpool. I mean, I just didn't want to bash Ryan again, as I've done many times. Uh, it, it was like when it was still like, hey, the, you know, you guys watch a lot of movies, so you maybe get this joke, and like the general public yeah. isn't going to get it. But we're also not going to sit there and be like, did you understand that joke? Did you? Did you? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> so on that level, I do like that element of this movie. That that little meta commentary is fun. And maybe that's the last of what I enjoy. Wow. Did, how, <laughs> at what point did you dip out? Uh trying to remember what happens i mean when when i saw the teens come in i was kind of like okay this is gonna, oh, be, tough. gonna be one of those kinds of movies is what you thought yeah and then uh it really when we paused it and we there were still 40 minutes left i was like how is there 40 minutes what what because what, th- that's the other thing with movies like this is i feel like you know they're not they're not good so so who do you think you're fooling? Why why don't you just have it filled with like nonstop killing, basically? I, I don't know. I don't know. Cause it's like this the movie's a little bit boring because they're they are trying to develop it, which is such a such a lame complaint because it's like they are trying. So I'm like But <laughs> um, but it, it's like it's like, I don't know, do some more kills. I think you can do that in a Jason movie with the well, I shouldn't say because copyright Dan and Jer, but we, we Dan and I came up with a decent Friday the Thirteenth like reboot idea. Oh yeah, we did in a since no one asked on the yeah. the podcast. We did. Yep. And uh, uh, I it liked a, it. Yeah. I'll say, no one's gonna. Go. You have to become it's a cr- patron. I think is it yeah. behind a paywall? Yeah. No. Oh, that, well, yeah. I mean, technically it is. But anyway, like, yeah. No, I think that there is a way that you could load it without really like needing to rely too much on like a, a major like deep through line or anything yeah. a lot of this movie you're right like it, it, they have to and th- and since this is the event you've all been waiting for and we have to explain how exactly they're sharing the screen together that means we have to take time to explain rules of this movie yeah. and that uh, yeah. takes time it takes time you know it's it's expositional. It's it usually doesn't consist of kills or anything fun. It's just yeah dialogue and uh, yeah. And then, then we have to explain that. like you know the whole conspiracy of not of no one mentions Freddy anymore. That whole mm-hmm. thing. And then also like I, I I feel like this movie's trying to do a lot of things. I do think it's interesting that 
Lori, you know, like her lo- first love at 14, she hasn't seen him in years. And then we find out that he's in an institution. Uh-huh. I thought that was interesting. Like, I like that, actually. Why he yeah. was in it. Um, but, but then, like, when they got out and, th- like, all of their stuff post-institution uh, was a, a little messy to me. Mm. It was just, I feel like it was really yeah, just a all, all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> just a little. Well, they, you're talking about the Caterpillar, that whole sequence, like, cause that's in like the latter yeah. half of the film, right? Yeah. yeah I, I would agree. And then when they get to Crystal Lake, it's really just about the fireworks as Ronnie, you would even say in yeah. the, the Never Sleep Again. Yeah. It's just uh, give them something good at Camp Crystal Lake. I feel like they do a, a decent enough job at that, albeit a cartoony like Roadrunner Wiley <laughs> Coyote job at it. Yeah. Yes. But, it's yeah. Much so. like I yeah, it 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 I found it to be the most disappointing element of this movie on this watch was just like, oh, this is really what the third act is, is basically just them punching and slashing and like there's no like there's almost no creativity to it yeah the fun part is is where freddie does fuck with jason's head and he puts him at camp crystal like right he he flat does he like tap into his mind with his claw and he he actually has physically takes him there in a dream and and to see jason go through a nightmare is very interesting that's something you can't see in any other movie you know they they right. should lean into that a little bit more instead it's it, it is external f- fisticuffs uh yeah yeah explosions now did did you notice uh in in the dream that the counselors that are having sex he has his pants on all the way is that right so he's <laughs> like just maybe zipped down and he's just <laughs> got it like it was uh, just very yeah. it's very weird for a movie that has like a uh a little bit of like graphic nudity well not graphic nudity but whatever you define it mpaa but uh yeah uh no no butt on the guy just shorts all the way up (laughs) you don't you don't want to see what because if you shoot that character with no pants on that character then becomes Freddy Krueger moments later, and you don't want to see Freddy's bare ass there. Like, it's the last, that's true. That's true, yeah. the last transition you want to see is like. As bad. someone who shot a scene in that exact same sexual position, I gotta say you have to do it with your pants down. You just have to. <laughs> I'm serious. He, uh, he actually is serious. <laughs> it was a comedy yeah. film. It was, it's it, it's, it's funny, it's, but it's in uh, our first movie. Graphic, yeah. Anyway. Well, see what what see what what they're missing out to is for all those Freddy Freddy Two Freddy's Revenge heads, where you know Freddy could have gone into the nightmare, pulled the guy's pants down, and then had a bunch of phantom <laughs> towels smacking his ass. Oh, like in two. Oh, yeah, great, yeah. love it. Callback That's time. Wonderful. Uh, at least like that one, like that one's looking pretty good compared to this one, isn't it? Because it, uh, it's yeah. thematically sound, it's cohesive. It, uh, it's actually saying something, you yeah. know, Freddy two <laughs> is it's fun and it's worth it. It's one of those, it's a bad, it's so bad that it, it really is like in that room zone where you're like, I'm enjoying this all the way through. <laughs> Unlike like a bad movie where you're just bored. That one's uh, like, let's keep we, it going. I, have a, I belong to a movie club with our a guest who frequents our show, Charlie Wine. And admittedly, a lot of the guys in the club are are gay or bi. And uh, we watched Friday 2, or, or uh, I'm sorry, Nightmare 2 together oh, as a yeah. group. And it was very interesting to hear them talk about uh, 
the queer aspects of the film and how like <laughs> ahead of its time it was. Uh, so like you got to give kudos to even too compared to the, what did this movie do? How sweet dark meat. Great. Thanks, Freddie. <laughs> yeah. Thanks yeah. a lot. You're, yeah. Instead of Nightmare 2 moving us forward, this one takes us back uh, many years uh, just with that line. Or with Kelly replies, Rowland's line. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. Replying with the F word is like, oh, cherry on top. Which, yep. Yeah. Which in the doc, they, they go to great lengths to point out that that was not in the script. Oh. And, yeah, because the writers were like, I don't want anyone thinking that we put that in the script when somebody else ooh. decides on the set, oh, we'll say this instead. No, and, and I don't blame idea, them. Their idea was actually cooler because the idea was she starts quoting to Jason everything that Nancy says at the end of Nightmare. Freddy? No, no, to Jason. Okay. At the at the that's part of the thing. Oh, okay. She's saying like, you know, I I don't fear you anymore. You're gonna go away. All the stuff she says at the end of Nightmare One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Freddy would pop behind a bush and he'd go, "Wrong mythology, bitch!" And then kill her. <laughs> oh. <laughs> meta, another meta joke. Yeah, that's pretty good. And I like the only. The only After weird thing about that is that it would imply that there was already a Nightmare on Elm Street movie in this universe and that that was a line that could be quoted. Because why would she know <laughs> to a, say that's those? That's so true. Yeah. So then they were like, I can't think of anything else she would say. I got an idea. Guys, And guys, we're all watching it and we're like, roll the camera. <laughs> roll the camera. Just just roll it. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, just trust me. You know me. who else was suspiciously not in the documentary, if I remember correctly, is Kelly Rowland. Yeah, that's because she's uh oh, yeah. she's may, level now. may or may not have improvised that line herself she's filling out stadiums though she's like beyonce level all the destiny's well, children if, have gone if, on to do great things they all dig my up children <laughs> all of my destiny bootylicious <laughs> <laughs> They should, I mean, what they should do is is they should make that a through line and they should get all the Destiny's Child one by one. Oh, future movies. I would love to see Michelle Williams. Was it Michelle Williams? I I think it was, despite the actress also having the name. I'd love to see Michelle in a a nightmare movie. Come on. What is she doing besides selling out arenas? Like Beyonce. You got time. Wow, we kind of just bounced around and talked. We we randomly talked about every scene in the movie. It seems like well, that's Pretty good. What's, I do um, like that they bring back Hypnosil, which they talk yeah. about in Nightmare Three. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fun. So okay, here's a question. So Will and I think it's Mark are both in the institution, and is it because so Lori's mom uh, died, was murdered, and Will saw her dad do it? And did he like tell the police and like they're like you're crazy going to this this institution? And or... he, he's a doctor, so he was able to like oh, manipulate. Right, the dad yawning. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I think <laughs> that's right. I think he's it was doctor, that. Huh? Well, I think it was that. If I remember correctly, he saw Freddie kill. Like, because <laughs> obviously right. Freddie is Freddie is the actual one who kills yes. her mother, and he saw that, and so I think they locked him away to be like, like, no, we can't let Freddie spread further that's right so i'm pretty sure that's why they locked him and oh, I, thought, I didn't know killed... it was freddy because because well the, mark, the, mark was the, yeah. the one who was sure because he like knew that freddy was responsible for his brother's death right like right was, so it's like the yeah. town cover-up thing yeah get yeah. those kids put them in the institution they're children they'll be fine 
don't worry about it at all. Yeah. And I, it, I know this is movie stuff. It's fine. But it just was kind of cracking me up. So they break out. They go to high school to find Lori. And yeah, yeah. they cause a big scene. And then, like, a few scenes later, we cut back to them still in the high school. And, like, the police show up. And it's like, you're telling me that, like, the, like dozens of eyes spotted these people. And the police didn't, like, lock down the school. <laughs> because like as the police is trying to arrest them the bell rings and all the kids come out in the hallway and they can just escape oh, yeah, <laughs> it's like you're, you're yes. telling me that like they're not there's not a lockdown for like insane people escape from the institution but it's no, a movie and it's okay i'm sorry to say that this is 2003 and <laughs> true we, we 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 had not yet sunk that far in this country there weren't enough bad apples to spoil the bunch Col- yet I guess. when was uh, when was columbine i think 04? columbine was wasn't it before this? Was it when was Colin? Yeah, it was. Wasn't it in the nineties? Late nineties. Yeah, it was like ninety. Uh, uh, ninety-nine. I, I, I want to say. Uh, I I undershot that one. <laughs> I don't. I I don't want to say. Well, you Jerry, you're talking to a guy who lost five dollars in this episode. So <laughs> true. Yeah. You know, who's got more egg on their face? <laughs> this guy. Well, you can't remember uh, an actor on one episode of a TV show, and I can't remember history. So, you know. <laughs> but you did know about the president's heads. I did oh, know yeah. about that. I did. I'm going to Cleveland. Because I'm, cause I'm Dan knew upwards and I of five. I on a TikTok while I was in the middle of reviewing sodas. Jer, it's fucking Jer, stupid. Jer, hit us with your Jimmy Carter. <laughs> My Jimmy Carter is just hit based us, off of hit the us with you, Jimmy Carter. Hit us with your Carter. With my Jimmy Carter? Okay, well, this this here's my Jimmy Carter. <laughs> I'm going to build a house for you. Yes, well, how big do you want you. your house to be? Okay, let me tell you something. I'll only help you through this situation. It's kind mm-hmm. of built a little close to Bill yeah. Clinton. Yeah. All I can do is Futurama Nixon. I'm not a crook! With the headphones, oh, you, it, it I, messed I, up my cheeks. I'm glad we take oh. a, we t- I'm glad we're taking an impression deviation here. I forgot because I remembered uh, now because yep. I've, I've been meaning yeah, to do yeah, it for yeah. you guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. Jordan, Jordan and oh. Mike are such big uh, uh, blank check fans. As yes, I, as I'm I, I listen to the show too. So I wanted to do. I'm going to do. Here's my one word impression of Griffin Newman. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. One one, one word impression <laughs> of Griffin Newman. Okay. <clears throat> okay. David. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Yeah, like that. Oh my god! Like that? <laughs> that was unreal. <laughs> That's the wow. only word I could do. It's just David, because <laughs> you hear it like forty times in you every do, episode. You do, you do, yeah. Oh, That's you awesome. you got it. I I wish <laughs> I wish my tweets would get to him because I'd love for him to he- hear that moment. But they you don't. You know what you do? You isolate that clip and you say, "Hey." Um, <laughs> I got you at gunpoint. No, you, you know listen what you to do? this or else. You, you, you <laughs> isolate the moment before the impression, and then you say, "If you want to listen to the show, if you want to hear the impression, Griffin, listen to the show." Oh, uh, you edge him with the promise of uh, an impression like of him. That's mm-hmm. good. One day, one day, A we're one gonna word get him. Impression. He's like, "That'll be worth it to hear one word." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this movie. Uh huh. <laughs> what else happens in it? I, oh, oh, I will say, I think Mark is good too. Yeah, I, I think, think the good. two guys are like doing a pretty good performance. Yeah. I like yeah. both their performances. Seriously, like uh, the little guy, Mark, he's he's like the friend. 
the yeah. little guy. Yeah. The little guy. He's great. I think he's great in this. Like, and I think yeah. like he he actually gets some funny moments and like he's a good bro by like causing that diversion and like mooning the guards and running yeah. around. Yeah. You know? He's he gets, uh, he's he probably a, my favorite character in this. His bathroom. Yeah. I like oh, the scene absolutely. in the, the bathroom. Yeah, where brother, he's freaking out with yeah. his bro. I already mentioned yeah. that. Yeah. That was good. And I think even in like Never Say Never, he has reverence for the movie. He probably knows it's like it is what it is, but like you, you could tell he looks fondly on it, and that always counts, you know, when yeah. you're looking at docs like that. Um, yeah, I thought he was great. Uh, who's the who's the lead lady? Monica. Monica. What you guys? What do you guys think of her in this movie? Just okay. Didn't like uh, her. No, thumbs she down was, from Micah. Yeah, thumbs Huge. down for me too. The the especially the scene when it's like she's talking to her dad. Yeah, the day after, like the morning <sighs> after the being at the police station, and her dad. dad's trying to drug her, but she's <laughs> oh, she's like coming on to her dad, and gosh, Ew. it's so gross. That that's gross. But how how superficial are you guys? I mean, performance aside. No, uh, I, I thought she was. I had a big. Cr- I'm just gonna say I, I had a big crush on her. I, oh, that like, makes sense. As I imagine, as I imagine, a lot of kids did when that movie came out. You were and, stuck uh, in the theater at 15. Yeah, you're gonna have a crush yeah, on her. Yeah, I see, mean, they see, knew what they were doing casting her. Like, I don't see, know. See, I, I was a Gib fan because my girlfriend looked somewhat mm. like her. Gibbs and she, too. she was cool. Yeah. She smoked and drank. Yeah, <laughs> and she yeah. was a baseball cap. Yeah. She's like a tomboy. Um, anyway, that's enough of my creepiness. Uh, <laughs> we got to talk Everclear about the corn kicking scene. my ass. Yeah. <laughs> like that scene. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a corn cob club, corn cob club, corn cob club. Um, and they are playing techno music. Now, a fun side note, I just want to point out, they mixed the music so that it sounded like it was inside a club and they're outdoors. That was just funny to me. But it's not really <laughs> noticeable. But I just liked that I noticed it. Um, Good for you. And uh, I, Jordan and I, anytime there's any club scene, we always dance on the couch. So I'm always a fan <laughs> of, we, we don't really, like, we definitely don't go out to clubs. We don't really even go out to bars very often. No. And that so, costs money. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's just funny because anytime there's a club scene, we're always just like feeling it on the couch, which oh, is Oh, yeah. You vibe a little bit. Yeah. Especially, <laughs> I'll do it ironically if it's like a funny sounding melody. Like, it's just like, this is an odd club tune. Yeah. <laughs> like, that'll happen yeah. a lot at my household. But I told Micah, I, and I'm going to tell you, Jordan, speaking of irony, like every year, my I make my wife I, I don't know if I make her now I think she likes it to be honest but we watch Labor Day on Labor Day with Josh Brolin and Kate Winslet one of the most schmaltzy like gooey hard on your sleeves dramas ever if you watch the trailer he literally helps her make a pie from behind like he ghosts a pie with her and like that the club stuff reminded me of that just like well. that's us just watching Labor Day but the thing is, at the end of Labor Day, I unironically cry. <laughs> so it's like, oh, that's sweet. It's, it's like the part in Forgetting Sarah Marshall where he's, he finally, or I love you, man. He's finally watching Chocolat and he's uh-huh. crying. He's like, yeah, yeah. stupid movie. Like through <laughs> tears. <laughs> it's like, it gets you every time. Yep. So I, I hope uh, that you guys are baking a pie for Thanksgiving. Well, I know it's I, coming out way after, and Roland, I hope to see a picture of that. 
oh, yeah. you're talking to me. I thought you were talking to the listeners. Yeah. Like we're no, I'm talking gonna... about you. Yeah. Do I want you well, guys to do that? We're gonna we're doing a pumpkin pie, so it'd be oh. messy. But yeah. like we should do it just in a pumpkin pie. Just well, get you gotta put you gotta put the crust there. on the bottom. So uh-huh. Yeah, there you, go. you gotta press that down into the pan. Yeah, you there's, do. And <laughs> you, you wrap your arms around and you press her uh, you put your hands on top of yes. her hands so you can oh, create yeah. more pressure. Yeah. yeah, and then it gets really sexual. But this I was telling good. Micah, <laughs> um, there's a line in the trailer where he says uh, uh, he he makes them take them home with them. He's wounded. Spoilers, Josh Brolin. And he says, okay. frankly, this needs to happen. So I said to Micah, I said, you and Jordan need to watch the movie for your. I don't care if it's for your Patreon or whatever. You need to review it. And I said, frankly, this needs to happen. To Micah. <laughs> I love it. I've never seen it. You gotta watch Labor Day. It was, Day it was funny because when when you were texting me about it, I was just like, "What is this movie?" And when I watched the trailer, I was like, <laughs> I, "I was like Thor and Thor Ragnarok when he's going through like the vortex ride." Because <laughs> I was like transported into the theater, and I could like see the trailer playing and turning to whoever I was with and being like, "Oof." Yikes, yeah. that looks bad. <laughs> Which is what you said to me. Ooh. Like <laughs> yeah. <a> big ooh. <laughs> it's a Jason uh, Reitman movie. Yeah, Jason yeah. Jason Reitman, who's uh, you know, he makes movies. He made, he made Juno. <laughs> he made Juno, and that's that's great. He hmm. and uh you know yeah. Ghostbusters was uh, anyway. Did you guys see Ghostbusters? I, I, no. I haven't. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Uh, I, anyway, it looked um, like a serious. It looked like a rough, movie, you guys. It looked hilarious. <laughs> Jared, did you see it? No, I'm the only Ghostbusters Afterlife of you. I guess so. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh. It, what, was it? Was it? Was it as bad as I thought it was going to be? Well, it, it, bear it in mind, a... Micah mm-hmm. has no nostalgia for Ghostbusters. I don't. Okay. But neither I, do I. Really. I'm just as, confused as... by making a drama out of a comedy movie. It's, That's it, what I'm confused it, it, about. It takes a long time to set up. And then if you really want like spoilers, like the third act basically replicates the third act of the okay. first film, which is mm-hmm. just a trope you see a lot today. Which is yeah. messed up because bird. Ghostbusters 2016 basically replicated the third Ooh, act of the really? Ghostbusters too. I, as somebody who also is of the generation, I think that Ghostbusters is incredibly overrated. It's, yeah. Uh, wow. I, I don't know how it got a cartoon. Agreed. I don't know how an entire generation grew up thinking that the Ghostbusters was amazing because, like, it's one good movie, another movie, a cartoon <laughs> that's yeah. like I never and watched. Two not good movies, and then Sorry. two not good movies. Yeah, there's uh, a Ghostbusters in a video game. Couple. I yeah. hear you. Have you? Do you guys listen to Freedom? No. Occasionally, not lately. So, the, they just said a really interesting thing on their most recent episode. Well, Paul of Tompkins said this, where he feels like today's current generation, I guess millennials. Yeah. Like they like everything is sacred to them. And like a movie that they saw as a kid is still as good as when they saw it as a kid if they watched it today. But he mm-hmm. was of the opinion, you know, he's like in his 50s of like his generation. They allow movies to become bad. And there, mm-hmm. there's not right. a lot of like sacredness towards like a childhood favorite. And I thought that was like, interesting. Uh, like what Jared was saying about the doc, uh, they let franchises die. I think they, yeah. like, they knew what it was. They weren't clinging on for their last, like on life support, you know, uh, yeah. so to speak. 
that, some franchises should die you know that'll yeah. blow up too like that that bubble will pop too where like all ip yeah. will just start to disappear and it'll all be just a sea of like completely original movies that i don't know when it'll happen but it'll happen i think so there's only so much ip to go around and you can't yeah. like you can't take something that's only like five to ten years old and mm-hmm. like create nostalgia for it when it's like you haven't given us enough time to actually feel nostalgic about it. Also, you've given us eight movies in the last 10 years. So like, no, this is like yeah. overload. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I do think, though, I think this year bodes well for the future of original stuff, uh, blockbuster wise, or I mean, uh, box office wise, because there were just a lot of hits that were just first time movies. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that that's changing. And even even though I've I've liked to varying degrees uh, a lot of the Phase Four of Marvel, there there seems to be like a little bit less of an enthusiasm for the biggest franchise I, in the world. I agree. I feel it, and it's because those kids like are getting older now, or there's kids who are like being born who like Marvel has always been a part of their life. And they're growing up, even if they were born 10 years ago, they're 10 years old now being like, why? Like, who this that they're feeling the same way that I felt about Star Wars as a kid. Yeah. Which is like, these movies are before I was born. Who cares? Why are they so popular? Everyone seems to love them. Okay. I watched them. I was like, okay, I don't really get it that much. So like that's what's happening is like enough of those kids are going to grow up and the audience is just going to be like two like a bunch of like 50 year old guys be like, oh, man, I can't. Could you believe what they did? They finally brought the X-Men in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and kids are just gonna be like, I don't care. Like, I yeah. don't give a shit about this. Who cares? Yeah. Leave All me alone, of these Uncle white men are like in their 40s at least yeah. like yeah it's old white men and like now they're getting like they're trying to do just the baby versions of so now we're just getting like the flintstones kids versions of all the marvel <laughs> heroes that we know and it's like i don't think that's gonna work to get a lot of younger people well did you, you hear... can't call a bunch of people in their mid-20s <laughs> the young avengers like it's just like <laughs> oh i'm sorry <laughs> children <laughs> Have you heard about um, what the Rousseau brothers are working on next? Is it the Gray Man too? No, it's um, it's oh. a. Re- I'm trying to remember. It's, a- <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a remake of a movie, but they said uh, they said something wild, just wild about their inspiration, uh, which is just semi related to this. What we're talking about is Freddy Krueger in it. Uh, here's the AV Club title. So, Micah, let's see. Let's see. Oh, Rousseau brothers say their Hercules musical is TikTok inspired. Yes, I did hear about that. Actually, this is my article. We'll see about that. I heard about this article that Micah mentioned, and we'll see. That's it. Yeah, the newspaper wrote back to another newspaper. Yeah, they're responding to each other. Just a reinterpretation of the animated film, a little more experimental in tone, a little more experimental Wait, so is this in ex- a Disney execution. Thing technically, on, yeah, yeah, okay. on how they can stretch oh. the limits of their IP moving forward, rather than playing IP management. So yes. basically, wow. it's going to be a movie musical. And in it, you are in the audience are going to have to get up and like shoot your own version of the scene <laughs> where they're dancing. And you're um, going to have to like, it's a challenge. Oh, there we you go. Know, yeah. And you have to do it because it's a challenge. You've been challenged by the Here's... internet. So do it. 
I read this article. I believe it was about Hercules, wasn't it? Uh, Guy Ritchie's Hercules is inspired by TikTok. Are the Russos involved in that production? I know, well, I know. I I'm sorry to conflate, but I I believe I also read last week that Guy Ritchie's Hercules is inspired by TikTok. Oh, so maybe they're producing it. I I didn't go okay. that that far into it because I was like, I'm so disinterested in the idea of everything. It, every word in this headline. <laughs> If you, if you, I don't know if anybody cares, but here's what I think they mean by that. It's about the same way that uh, Spider-Man goes viral, and you see that in the world in Marvel. I think the same way Hercules, whatever that equivalent is in Greek mythology of going viral on a TikTok, is what you'll see Hercules <laughs> oh, do yeah. in the film, and he'll he'll essentially go viral in the film with his crazy feats of strength. I think is what they're probably going for, <sighs> like consumer based, like witnesses uh -huh. of. Of Hercules, God, like a legend. Good. You like it? <laughs> sounds amazing. Well, see, here's here's what they're running up against because this is what I'm learning with with Nightmare on Elm Street to bring it all back here. Oh yeah, yeah. is <laughs> okay, we're talking about that. <laughs> is guess what? If the Universal Monsters or Freddy Krueger didn't do it, it's not going to work for your franchise. They Ooh. have to do it first. That's mm -hmm. the that's the rule. Now, okay. so you want okay. a a Freddy inspired a, a TikTok inspired Freddy movie? I don't want it, but if he did it, then I knew Marvel could do it, okay. or I knew okay. that Hercules I'll could do you, it. I want Bride of Jason, and <laughs> then I want um, the the creature from Camp Crystal Lake. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whatever the case, Freddy walks so Marvel can run, or any other yeah. Yeah. franchise. You know, that's what we learned today. Yeah, that is what we learned today. And Among I feel so many good about that. Lessons. <laughs> yeah. We learned a lot today. Actually, I learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. Same. I learned Jason Ritter was on Parks and Rec, which was <laughs> Wait really a interesting. Second. Wait a second. What? 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 <laughs> Did you want to make a $5 bet right now, Dan? <laughs> mm, I'm kind of short $5 already. So, no. <laughs> Thank you. This well, Everclear is kicking my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i think we did it do we do we have any final final thoughts on freddy versus jason i love this movie uh <laughs> <laughs> he, he couldn't even finish <laughs> here's my can i just say oh, I bailed on that premise immediately <laughs> they should have they should have took it to court that's it in this film they should have took that it is, to court. That's one of the drafts that was. Oh, <laughs> did you read about that? Where they go to court and like it's an actual fucking trial. What? There was a, there, one of the drafts of the movie, <laughs> large portions of this movie was supposed to be Jason on trial. And the main Ugh. character was going to be his defense attorney. Ugh. Okay. That's okay. our version. That's our version of the script. I'm gonna get that's that like the gonna, that's like the uh, the me. primal fear version of uh, <laughs> Jason <laughs> Freddy v Jason. <laughs> Very strange. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, oh, I guess the floor is yours. Plug away, my friends. I want to plug Micah's new EP. It's called "A Beautiful Divorce." It is pressed on vinyl. I'm waiting for my copy. God be damn a while. it. <laughs> I haven't even listened to the album. I'm waiting for the vinyl. No, I haven't uh -oh. listened to the album. No, I think it's great. Uh, I And I was listening to your Q&A 
And I was like, of course he cited Radiohead, bro. And I'm not saying you're ripped. I'm just saying like, I hear, I love Radiohead. If you, if you're fans of Radiohead and like cool indie, like check out Micah, check out his album. Yep. That's kind of what I've been telling people is Radiohead. But I'm telling people you ripped him off. Oh, you are? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, it's just, he totally ripped off Kid A. You could tell. Like, yeah. let me break it down for you track by track. What uh, about well, you, no, Jeremy? I, I, Come on. Every week, uh, you can listen to 90 Under 90, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can subscribe to our Patreon for our monthly 90 over 90 uh, for $1 a month because we couldn't charge you 90 cents per month. Um. <laughs> Or I mean, what I about ninety dollars? I mean, I could have given it for free, but like, no, no. Yeah. No. Why would we do that? Yeah. Dan do needs that. five dollars now. Yeah. Help him out. So at least five months worth of one patrons. You know, you do the math. Like, I need five dollars. Is what. But it there is a processing fee, so let's give him six months. Yeah. Then he can pay yeah. you back. Yeah, the six months is what we're asking, and then you can cancel us. Yeah. <laughs> and then just and then never, never just cut us free. loose. Cut us loose after that. Bye, you guys. Know? Done. Snip. You Just cutting kidding. The, cutting the metaphorical cord. Stick around. There's always fun stuff, you guys. I'm just kidding. Like that joke is like one of the many you'll get on the feed. So, you know, <laughs> check it out. Well, as far as we go, uh, yeah, patreon.com. We get, we'll have the links to both Patreons in our show notes. So you can just click it. Uh, and this month we're doing James Cameron's Avatar, and that means next month we'll be doing Avatar: The Way of Water. So, if you wanna, if you wanna get in on the Avatar train before like three years from now when we release the Vault episodes to the public of Wait those two Avatar, you know, Avatar died by way of water. Uh, Freddy, Freddy by fire. By fire. How do, how we, do we use how do that? We... <laughs> <laughs> and on that note unless you have listening? something jordan <laughs> um i just want to throw you under the bus for a second oh do you see what you did there on the ipad what did i do what you put the ipad on you put the ipad on my art oh whoops uh, yeah i did i'm sorry don't put ipads on people's work in progress i'm, I'm really sorry i think i was <laughs> no, just it's, they, it's they were already okay. logged in and i was like oh i saw it like two minutes in and i was like oh my gosh what is he doing? i tried not to do that i'm sorry it's okay bye everybody <laughs> to a spooky podcast for you three four lots of blood and gore five six freddy's goofy tricks Seven, eight, another deadly fate. Nine, ten, never podcast again. I, I don't want to digress too much, but you know how like Daniel Craig has the monologue and Knives Out and he says the title? Mm-hmm. Knives oh, yeah. Out, Beaks, Bloody. So at home in the morning when we're having <laughs> coffee, I'm going, some kind of glass on you just going on. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope that he does say it at some point. Y'all are the sorriest that... glass onions I say I say I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and and what could they possibly do for a sequel you know knives out glass onion well, i think sky's uh, the limit if you name it glass onion yeah that's true yep that's the title <laughs> sky's the limit or 
I was thinking like platinum hamburger. I don't know. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah. Don't you just, that's a movie that's just, I see, I hear that title and I'm like, I got to go see it. Yeah. Platinum mm-hmm. hamburger. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> does not draw me in the least. <laughs> hmm. 